Welcome back to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan. That's Matt. Hey, Matt. Cool dad is fun. Cool dad's your favorite guy. Hey, Ryan. Hello, operator. Please give me number nine. And if you disconnect me, I think that would be fine because all I can hear is talking. So much talking. So much talking, and we are going to do so much talking about Solid State, the new album by Jonathan Colton. But is, uh, said, no, no, no. By indie singer-songwriter Jonathan Colton. <laughs> I mean, isn't that implied? <laughs> isn't that what we cover? We're covering it. Uh, so if we're covering it, mustn't it be indie? Why? 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 I think I think Valdoth uh, indie protests too much. <laughs> oh, I just I just feel like I get trolled with EDM all the time, and I and I I feel like I need to troll you with some some geek rock every now and again. Well, okay, so but, but this is it. You've you've already moved the goalpost, um, <laughs> like you you said, indie singer songwriter. Um, but but Jonathan Colton is is an interesting character, right? That um, while he is, and and uh, you do know his recent work um, uh, a bit more, but he is in this kind of indie folk space. He's collaborated recently with Amy Mann. Um, he's he's kind of seen around with John Roderick uh, of the Long Winters, but John Roderick is also of the, you know, inter- internet famous uh, funny guys fraternity, I believe, <laughs> is how I would call it. Um, and, and this broader network of guys like John Hodgman, uh, like Merlin Mann, um, like a few others uh, that you can probably rattle off that, um, you know, one may know from po- various podcasts and collaborative uh, endeavors on the internet. But there are, um, like, there are two podcast lineages. I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but there are two podcast lineages. There's the like the tech focused podcast lineage, and then there's the culture podcast lineage from which uh, Earwolf and you know its various its various progeny, right? Like Paul F. Tompkins and uh, right. you know the the sort of comedian the comedian style podcast. I suppose there's a third like public radio, um, right? strain from which all the WNYC shows and this American life and serial and, and Gimlet and, uh, you know, and on and on. But, um, but yeah, if you were listening, if you were listening to podcasts before they were cool, like before they were a thing that Apple put onto your iPhone, you know, uh, then, uh, like when you had to have a specialized piece of software to, to download them. Yeah. You know, you sort of are of the, the lineage. I mean, I want to go, I'm interested in this question. So I'm not, I'm a put a sock in it for now and let you finish the let you finish the the intro of indie singer songwriter jonathan colton I, I, or, or like um, man famous for um, a folk rock cover of Baby Got Back, uh, Jonathan Colton, right? Um, which was, I mean, and and may, man even famouser for um, for um, surprisingly touching uh, vi- uh, uh, self aware uh, malicious computer video game song, uh, Jonathan Colton, right? And and I think that um, you know Jonathan Colton, you know, I think talking about podcasts is relevant and talking about the kind of tech culture and and kind of intersection of tech and geek culture um that that like podcasts were uh, before they were cool is important for colton because i think that he was this kind of um uh, singer songwriter built for the internet uh and 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 that he had a project where he was um regularly making songs um i forget if it was a weekly interval but there was a regular interval of songs being made and put on the internet and the 
baby got back cover was one of those. Um, I think the, another one that was kind of, um, early fame, uh, is, uh, code monkey, I believe. Um, and skull crusher mountain. And these are songs that play to a lot of the, um, uh, overlapping core geek interests of computers and comic books and alienation. Right. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and they're great and they are, um, and they are, they are songs, uh, that are, were both kind of, um, it was hard to pigeonhole because they were comedic songs. They were songs that, you know, had lots of funny lines, lots of funny ideas, but also had a lot of heart. And I think that, um, and, and that had actual emotional grounding, um, and had, um, um, serious, uh, musical chops and songwriting chops. And, um, as his career has, uh, has progressed, there's been an arc into indie singer songwriting from kind of something that is, 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 well, songwriting as a hobby, uh, to kind of novelty song to internet novelty song, um, to, to some kind of um, album-oriented uh, indie um, indie songwriting, and um, th- this newest one, um, uh, Solid State, is a concept album um, about a um, a techno dystopia. Uh, meaning, it is uh, it is uh, like for uh, among all the other reasons that we're talking about this, um, it you know because all we seem to be able to be talk- talking about in 2017 is dystopias of one kind or another. Um, then um, um, of course, we must cover Solid State. Uh, it has a companion graphic novel, um, which I've not yet had a chance uh, to to read, um, but um, I'm actually very interested to um, because this is a a um, yeah, written, album written that, by like a, in collaboration with noted uh, comic book author Matt Fraction, right? Like, right, exactly. You know, so it's it's like in the comics world, it's a heavy hitter. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know the artist, but I'm not. I'm a, uh, you know, tangential comics hobbyist at best. So it's not my, it's not my area. And that doesn't mean anything that I don't know it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I read saga semi-regularly as well. Right. <laughs> no. Um, right. Well, uh, I like sex criminal. There's a, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. has a, has a book called sex criminals that yes. I think is pretty fun. I agree. Uh, it's it is it's very good, and that that itself piqued my interest in um in 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 the the graphic novel and in and in this. And you know, I I you know Matt, Matt says that this is a reciprocal troll. Um, and I have to say, on the first listen, um, I was uh, of the first track, I was very off put. Well, you shut uh, it. You shut it off, right? I, yeah, yeah. I shot it off. So the first listen, I made it through half of the first track. The second <laughs> listen, I made through uh, uh, half of the third track. Uh, I liked the one that sounds like the, uh, the the single that sounds like the Postal Service. Um, <laughs> but then on the fourth listen, I made it through. Um, and uh, and and uh, you're, like a re- you're like a reverse Zeno's paradox, right? You 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 know to listen to a song, you have to to listen to an album, you have to listen to a song to. Listen listen to a song you have to listen to half a song you know and yeah, then, yeah and, exactly and, and, then, and then all of a sudden it becomes infinity um <laughs> and no and 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 it, and it really uh it, it grew on me and there's a lot of things about it um that i i came to to like um a lot um and so if you are a um and i'm, I'm really interested in um learning uh, uh, you know, a little bit about you know, whether if you're in the audience for the show, um, are you a Jonathan Colton fan? Um, and I'm, I'm kind of very curious, um, of what the Venn diagram, Venn diagram overlap is between people who are, who like 
indie rock like in some corner or some genre of indie rock um and uh and who like uh and uh, jonathan colton and what you categorize jonathan colton is because i think that he's an artist um that kind of touches that that uh that touches a lot of different corners of genres and, and sub sub genres and i'm kind of very interesting because uh, i know that i i got a message from um uh yeah, from from Amanda, who was on the podcast last week uh, and uh, is doing the Overthinking newsletter right now, and she's like, "Who is Jonathan Colton?" <laughs> <laughs> right? That's because uh, she likes, yeah, she likes culture with with social cachet and not right. this not this nerd stuff that we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and this is, uh, and so, so it's it's interesting. But at very least, um, you know, maybe maybe you're you're in the know for Jonathan Colton, um, and you've already been spinning this album since it dropped a few weeks ago. Or maybe Jonathan Colton is new to you. But give give it a few spins. Um, and it's an album that is kind of diverse stylistically. Um, the the um, the, I'll say the the auto tune and vocal stylings have a stylistic purpose. So if they um, are surprising to you, um, just just bear bear with it uh, and uh, give it give it a few spins. Uh, open maybe open up some lyrics, um, sink it, uh, uh, let let it sink in a little bit, and then meet us after uh, meet us back here uh, to discuss solid state after this word from our commercial sponsors. Are you afraid that the impending birth of your child will mean that you never tried anything of consequence in your life and will communicate to said child that work is nothing but an endless, soulless drudgery? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, quit your yes. job and start a blog. A blog? You mean, like, can I pay my bills off of this blog money? <laughs> of course not. You need white-collar savings in order to do this, in order to self-actualize in this particular way. But a blog, or web log, <laughs> is a way of publishing your own thoughts periodically on that internet. You've heard wow. of that internet, haven't you? Yeah, and I hear there might be money and or self-actualization in that internet. There is money, but more importantly, self-actualization. You start a blog and start publishing, let's say, a thing a week. And pretty soon, it'll be fame, fortune, and indie songwriting as far as the eye can see. I can't wait to start squeezing out this weblog. <laughs> your your uh, child will respect you, and what's more, society will respect you. And what's more, you'll respect you if you get a blog. And we're back, Matt. I have a question. <laughs> right, I have a you. question. I have a question. Fuck you, fuck you. I have a question. Yes, what's your what's your question? Uh this this Jonathan Colton with his um with his vinyl record uh yeah. with the uh the with with the uh optical illusions uh with his t-shirts uh and his um multi-tier gift sets with his cruise um is he an indie brand <laughs> I mean I think the question is uh, I I think the the answer has to be a qualified yes you know yeah. um 
he he is an indie i mean he is an indie brand uh i think because he sort of built it he built it himself right like and mm-hmm. it's based on it's based on his personality and not necessarily on uh you know on a product right like the the right. common thing among all the products the the experience that's being promised has to do with a sort of connection with him and has to do with his sort of his sort of personhood right like so in yeah. in that way as a brand he's more like kim kardashian than he is mm. like uh that or or honestly he's more like kanye west than he is like coca-cola or something or a, you know what i mean gap you know a brand right. like a, a brand like that um or like dungeons and dragons a brand like that to do something from the from the geek space because like the the idea is that the spirit of colton hovers over the waters when you are on the when you are on the the like colton themed cruise uh you know I mean, it's interesting because it's where a celebrity brand kind of meets a lifestyle brand, right? Um, and I don't know if there are celebrity brands that are not lifestyle brands. Um, I think probably like because like the Kanye brand and or the Kim brand isn't exactly a lifestyle brand because um, that that lifestyle <laughs> where you hand make, uh, you know, camouflage clothing for your baby <laughs> is not necessarily a lifestyle uh, that you can that you, that you could able, but there's a sense of of there being uh, again this kind of like you say the spirit of Coltonness um, that is um, that is that is there, and it's. I not mean, honestly, just- it's the same thing as overthinking it, right? Like what what we're selling on overthinking it is is the sort of community that we enjoy and trying to kind of make that an experience that's that's accessible to, you know, to people. Another yeah. an, another way of trolling me with this question would have been this: Jonathan Colton is he your smart funny friend from the internet yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like yeah. you know which is how yeah. i describe is, is, is this jonathan colton is, is he us if we were like five to seven years older <laughs> yeah right if we if we had jumped on the if we had capitalized on the internet thing just a couple years before we tried to right would, would we be uh enjoying that the, making that sweet sweet npr money you know, because well, like how how many years? Because Jonathan Colton graduated from the same college that we did. Um, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, yeah, is that he, right? Yeah, uh, uh, Jonathan Colton went to Yale. He was in the Whiff and Poofs, which is the premier uh, nerdy collegiate acapella group of you know I don't know. But he's uh, and he's about he's about ten years older than us, right? He graduated about nine years before before you, and uh, yeah, I'm trying 11, to... eleven years before me. He graduated in ninety three. Did he? Oh, there you go. Um, uh, yeah, I was looking, I was trying to, to look that up. I, I don't know what residential college he was in, but, the, but, uh, yeah. And, and that like, he, uh, got into technology, I think like, and so like, here's the, here's the history of, of, of Jonathan Colton, right? Like he got into technology. He was, uh, working as a computer programmer. He was living in New York. Uh, I think he was married. He was, um, 
about to have a baby, some, something like there was, there was some sort of impending life uh, transition. I think it was a baby that uh, either a new baby or an impending baby. And he sort of decided that, uh, you know, that before um, uh, family obligations made it impossible to make too many huge, uh, you know, uh, to turn the kind of aircraft carrier of the family around that he would, uh, he would quit his job and focus on, on doing a creative pursuit, which was uh, something that he called thing a week uh he recorded uh one song a week for a year so there are 52 of these and you know it's like the it's like you know the the novel writing month or whatever nano 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 i wrote a novel yeah <laughs> and uh i think there's actually one there's actually one that is about a singer songwriter uh thing that's like national album recording month or something like that um and that, uh, uh, yeah, and that, that like, um, he quit in, in 2006 and by 2007 had, uh, had eclipsed his income by, uh, uh you know, by, by doing this or so it's some, there, the stories, the, the details are a little murky, uh, the, uh, the details are a little murky to me, but then, you know, it was on, he was packaging up the stuff that he was doing. He was, he was touring. You and I were at an early Colton concert or earlier. Anyway, I was at a still earlier Colton concert at, uh, at Joe's pub. Um, and I emailed, I, 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 I was not, I've never seen Colton live. No, you came uh, to, you came, uh, it was on the upper West side somewhere right no, like oh, oh i was not I, I don't i don't believe so no i thought you came uh no, to that it was, show. it was a it was it was another friend oh, it was my it was my smart funny friends from the internet it was a lot of the overthinking crew i think mark was there i think Belinky was there like uh but but okay maybe you weren't good i'm, oh, almost, I'm almost certain i was a conscientious objector I, you know what i re- i recall asking you uh, uh, if you liked Colton and if you liked novelty music generally, and your answer was, I liked it when it was novel. <laughs> yep. See, <laughs> so at least I'm consistent. <laughs> and so that, uh, you know, that, sounds, that does sound like me, <laughs> but that like, yeah, when I saw him, um, in, Oh, it was 2006 or seven, something like that, uh, at Joe's pub, um, you know, he was still talking with the audience, uh, not like a, like more like a cafe performer than like a rock star. And, uh, that, you know, like a theater performer, like uh, someone in a large venue and, uh, his email address was well known to all of his fans. So I emailed him after the show and the man himself wrote me back and we, you know, we exchanged a couple of emails. Um, I think I, I think I, uh, offered our services. I was going to dragoon you into this, um, you know, you could have taken a hiatus from uh, uh, from grad school. And uh, M- Mark as guitarist, me as piano player, and you as drummer. We were going to go with Colton on the road uh, huh. to to uh, to tour with him. Um, that never panned out, uh, alas. But but he was a, a good correspondent for a, a couple email sequence. And like and and so like he has gradually kind of become a, a professional musician from this. And he you know he's friends with his buddy John. Hodgman from Yale and they, you know, John Hodgman's rising star has, you know, they've sort of done projects together. Uh, and because he's in the video game world, he did portal in 2007. Um, you know, the, uh, and, and stuff and stuff and, and on and on. And when, you know, one thing leads to another and now he's, he's on an NPR show and, and, 
touring with touring with Amy Mann. But there there isn't that. But I feel like there has been this effort. Uh, I, I sort of jokingly call it like reverginizing himself, right? Because I feel like that it's a one-way gate into novelty music. You can't come back, you know, like, uh, like, um, uh, Weird Al can't release, though I would love this, Weird Al can't release like an intimate record of guitar ballads, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to listen to that record. I, I, I want it to exist. I mean, but... that would be the weirdest Al of them all, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, where he talks about his like his vegetarianism in his family life or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? yeah. um, and that like, uh, you know, there's been this kind of like uh, effort at re-virginization of... Uh, of Jonathan Colton and it's not you know uh it's not totally successful or it's not it's not totally convincing and so i mean the question i wanted to ask you was like this this ben gibbard you know <laughs> this uh this rivers cuomo this shamir you know this waxahachie uh this billy corgan you know uh-huh. this uh-huh. tori amos Right. This, uh, this, uh, 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 Sadie Dupuis, you know, this, um, uh, this Kanye West, you know, they do all kinds. Yeah. Keep going. This, this Lord. Yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. This Lord, this chance, the rapper, right? Like this Anony, you know, this, uh, uh, Frankie Cosmos, um, are you, we're just for the rest of the episode. Are you going to just list every in, single artist in reverse? In, I'm I'm doing the infinite <laughs> scroll on the TFT page, so I'm going in in reverse chronicle order. For God's sake, this Frank Zappa, right? right? And I'll leave yeah. it there, right? Uh-huh. They they do stupid or conceptual shit from time to time. Uh-huh. Isn't uh-huh. all music novelty music at the point when it's novel? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that is, I think that that is right. So what, why is, why do some artists get pigeonholed? Yeah, exactly. Um, This is, this is the thing. Like what, what is the niche? And, and like, I think you can, you know, I think it has to do, I think it has to do with, uh, uh, the anxiety of influence. I think it has to do with like lineage. Uh, and I think it has to do with the scope of cultural reference, right? Like if you make jokes about Ray Kurzweil on your, or if that's your, you know, if that's your thing. And if you just totally name check Ray Kurzweil on your, on your album, you're a, you're a niche artist, right? Like you're, you're a, uh, and, and I'm not saying that's right. Just to be clear, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that's right. Like, because, um, another thing, you know, we've been listening to, uh, we buy, uh, we from time to time trade like Spotify playlists of stuff that's going on that we might want to do. And, uh, you know, is, is like pictures of cats a less poignant or a less, um, you know, relevant reaction to the Trump administration than, uh, you know, than the, um, Oh, what was Juliana Hatfield? Yeah. That Juliana Hatfield album that we were right. That we were, um, 
uh, listening to that we that we might have we might have talked about right like to a certain extent it's it's almost better in literary terms because it it like it takes a concept and and you know and goes with it but I think that I mean I don't know I think there's something eh, there's something about cleverness per se and there's something about like you know the scope of technological reference right like um but I don't know. I feel like Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory is a novelty song, you know, and and like and stupid Rivers Cuomo with this stupid spreadsheet of stupid lyric ideas that he categorizes <laughs> by stupid number of syllables. To well, like, I mean, Weezer's and- not a good example of anything anymore. Like, <laughs> like, you don't win any arguments by saying, but Weezer. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, I th- but he, he still gets to be a, a like an indie rock artist. You, you know oh, what no, I mean? By, in, in whose book? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do not think so. Um, don't worry. Um, uh, there are many gates on which uh, Rivers Cuomo is on the wrong side. I mean, here's the one. All right, so here's what we, we actually have not covered this artist, um, but he has a new album out that I've wanted to discuss, um, is The Magnetic Fields, right? Because um, I think The Magnetic Fields not only writes, like, novelty songs, but, like, every album is conceptual, right? This is um, with and with the kind of biggest uh, uh, Magnetic Fields novelty project being 69 Love Songs, um, but the current one the one that came out um this year is 50 song memoir um and so it is 50 songs uh one for each year of stephen merritt's life um and and it's it's great i you know i don't think all 50 are streaming uh the streaming services only have um excerpts of of 50 song memoir um uh, but i i think this would be a good counterpoint because these are very conceptual and they're often you know very very um funny songs but you know there's like one of the songs one of the early songs about is about his cat who hates him right um and uh and and you have on these lots of like lots of characters and silly rhymes um and and chanting and, and all of these things and something that is very feels even a little bit like musical theater feels a little bit like tin pan alley um i mean a- another artist and kind of just working around um and thinking about artists that are even um kind of in other spaces kind of before returning to um uh Jonathan Colton another one that's i think an interesting test case for this uh, is a band uh, that i know that we've talked about but um not not discussed their albums on the show is um uh, uh the experimental um rap group clipping um yeah. uh, which is uh rapper David Diggs um uh, who many may know um uh, as having played uh what Jefferson and Lafayette in uh, Hamilton uh, in the original cast um and uh two great producers that do these um conceptual um uh, uh hip hop uh songs and albums and the um most recent album um i believe i think it's called splendor and misery was nominated for a hugo award right um, and this is this <laughs> and this is a space opera um about a you know it's actually very similar to this Colton album. Um, and the, the, this is a concept album that is kind of a space opera about a, um, you know, a slave revolt in space. Um, and, uh, and, and it has, um, and it is, and I guess that this is, well, I guess to reframe this, cause I actually think with this album, like, Colton is in a has moved in a different direction. And so one of the ways that you 
So I think one of the it happened. I, I, sorry, not to derail you, but uh, put put a pin in that. But it happened with Artificial Heart. It was the last album yeah. it started to like, which was produced by John John Flansburg of uh, They Might Be Giants, and um, had a like an almost uh, peppy kind of almost ska feel in certain points, and like uh, was was a much more kind of rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, uh, much more kind of like uh, uh, contemporary pop, like uh, adult alternative, I guess, sort of album rather than rather than the the older stuff. But now now it continues and and Virg- goes into like more melancholy territory, more, more like his buddy Amy Mann, uh, with whom he wrote part of Mental Illness, and uh, with whom he who, who he's opening for on her uh, tour. Well, and and so I guess this this kind of connects to the thesis I was going to advance, which is that part of the way to transition as a novelty artist into being a indie singer songwriter is to, as as to de to, as to de novelteize um, to to de novelteize um, is is to go to the album right and to go and and you're right that artificial heart was a move in this direction but that then a natural place is a concept album right and so this is it's an interesting idea that like um has to like because i think there's a certain kind of effect that once you are keeping up the premise beyond one song um it it it, it in the course of the album it stops being novel <laughs> and and so that commitment to the bit um uh even if it is is it's so i think it's that then um so you can still be playful you can still be fun um but by committing to that over the course of a longer period of time it's not disposable right and i think that that i think that 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 is what is often meant um as a as a shorthand when something is domestic dismissed as novelty is that it is, is there's a disposability of here's one idea um and um i'm going to hit it hard and then drop it and move on to the next idea right and so that i think that this distinction is about song orientation versus album orientation right and so when weezer was good um even as there were silly lines and silly ideas there was an album orientation there uh, and then they've gone the opposite direction right that they've de-album oriented and and you end up at beverly hills and uh, i mean i guess ratitude is a concept album <laughs> <laughs> which is hey you know what i can do i can call an album ratitude <laughs> and that's the concept so that's ratitude is performance art it's not even a concept album um and so i think that that is that is my theory right because that's something that can index these um the magnetic field albums the clipping album um and uh this most recent colton album which really is does um hang together i think um as as a concept album um, yeah i mean that uh, right like another way of putting it is like are the songs intrinsically good or are they instrumentally good right like and and novelty music is instrumentally good like it's the the aim of novelty music is not to appreciate the music it's it's to use the music as a as a springboard or gateway to appreciate something else uh maybe it's your uh <laughs> i just realized instrumentally good Oy vey. i know it, it is it is i'm glad i'm glad all i had to do was write the phrase into our slack black chat our, our skype back channel and you and you saw the pun i did not even need to say the underline the pun out loud but go on um yeah i i, I didn't hear it but then i did uh 
right? Like le- a, a gateway into appreciating something else, whether it's like uh, a joke, a laugh, uh, you know, something that that you like from your. Um, something that you like from your life and in like group, uh, some sort of, like a lot of these things are group membership. Um, you know, like, uh, like, you know, 12 things only nineties kids will understand or whatever. And, and, uh, the appreciation of that thing, which is extrinsic to the music is the main, uh, is the main point. And, and like there's, uh, and, and with the, the music that is, uh, intrinsically good or that makes a claim to be intrinsically good, right? Like the, the idea, is that it's um uh it's it's good on its own merits there's something you know there's something uh aesthetically or culturally or socially uh valuable about the artifact about the song or about the the artifact of the recording um the artifact of the recording itself and i guess that that like uh I, yeah i mean i guess going to the to the concept album is a way of kind of uh forcing you know, um, uh, forcing the songs to kind of be intrinsically good because they have a, uh, a, a sort of standard they're, that they're being held to, right? Like there's a larger artistic project that they have to live up to, um, in order to, you know, have a place in order to like, right. uh, be, be at home on the concept album. No, that's right. And I, cause there are songs here that in terms of like content and in terms of, of tone, um, could have been a, a, part of a thing a week, right? Um, that could have been, uh, and, and are in line with some of the kinds of songs that were written in that more novelty phase, but then taken together, um, and even living in a package that has a closed circuit TV camera with an eye on it, uh, in a kind of Illuminati pyramid on the, on the cover. Um, you know, um, you know, and, and again, you don't just slap those on and then all of a sudden the meeting is there. But like it, like it actually does work, right? That there, these elements are here. So it's not like this move towards indiness is a um, an abandonment of that, but it is kind of digging in and, like you say, saying, okay, if these are my concerns and interests, right, which have to do about artificial intelligence, which have to do about um, the internet, about the kind of relationships between both humans and machines and humans and humans, um, if these are my concerns, what are the kind of deeper connections here, right? And and how do you go deep um, uh, on this? Um, and, and I think that, and I think that's where solid state is, um, is successful um, because it kind of doesn't, it doesn't drop it, right? And, uh, and that part of the ways that he, he does that um, is, by there's both a cohesion of of sound here um but a diversity right and i mean i think for me one of the things that did you know in my second listen uh the one in which i got halfway through song three <laughs> uh-huh. uh i at least in that one um uh heard uh all this time uh, which i said earlier is 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 a remarkable kind of um, extension of the postal service, right? It's it's absolutely a postal service song, um, <laughs> um, uh, right? With like uh, uh, with even a little more auto tune, right? Because the postal service was a little before the rise of artistic auto tune, right? So this is this is T Pain's postal service, um, and uh, and 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 it has and but it, but again, but it works because the um, the the postal service was 
you know, cashing in on a, you know, on, on what was happening aesthetically in this kind of early 2000 period in this 2003 period and imagining what indie plus electronic music sounded like at that time. Um, and so here, you know, this is establishing, you know, we, we, know, we have an idea that this is a, um, an album that is some kind of a future that is inhabited by robots and, but, uh, and, and computers. Um, and, and so the, the bleeps and bloops are diegetic, right? Uh, um, and the, and the, the voice that is, has, is loses a little bit of humanness and is a little bit quantized, right. And is a little bit rounded, um, uh, are part of the world that is being, um, uh, is, is being built. Um, and, and also like, I guess it, it bears saying about postal service, like song, they're catchy as hell <laughs> you know this is a great little synth pop song um and that was the thing and so that kind of on that second listen peaked up my interest and then i and then i hit um and then i hit solid state and i, I couldn't do it anymore um but then uh that the on oh on interesting that, like you don't like bluegrass um, uh, you know, not once, not once I'm geared up for, for electro pop. Like, um, yeah, that, then, well, that, there's an interesting thing, right? Like the heterogeneity of, of genre and style, right? right. Like is tends to, to pigeonhole something as novelty music, where, whereas a, a homogeneity of, of novelty and style, uh, tends to sort of be a marker of artistic seriousness because yeah. like the, the idea is that you've sort of developed the style and this is this is for strong art this is not for like weak misreading this is not for imitative yeah. artists but like the idea is that you've developed this style uh to serve the artistic to serve the artistic yeah. project and that like for for whatever for well for entirely fathomable reasons frankly like the idea of being a um an excellent ventriloquist is less uh uh artistically yeah. appealing than yeah. being being pathbreaking right and and it's easy to see it's easy to see why why that is uh the guy can write a hook though even i mean that's if, the thing yeah right and, and 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 i think on that uh on that third listen or uh where i where i made it the whole way through you see that even though there are some changes in instrumentation that it's absolutely this and it's like a, it's a weird thing to say that like the unifying aesthetic of this album is great hooks <laughs> yeah well, no it's pop it's pop songwriting it's uh, like exactly yeah. yes yeah uh and 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 especially because once you get actually Right. So it is it is in this interesting thing where once you hit brave, you, you I think the album gets kind of an escape velocity because brave there is this there there's this the hook in brave, uh, both the vocal hook and the kind of instrumental hook uh, is just very it's just very catchy um, and it's it's really good. And it gives that momentum that kind of um, carries through um to the end for me. Um, and then actually once you have a reprise actually like, a re so it's interesting, right? Cause there are some kinds of novelty move where I'm like, no, nah. but once you're in an album that has reprises, you're, you're then in like kind of Prague self-indulgent Prague territory and count me back in. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Or yeah, you're in concert. You're in, it almost could be like Bowie or something like that. Right. right? Like exactly. You know, yeah. Cause it, cause there's a theatricality to, to that, you know, and, and, yeah, or or even like like Kanye territory. Doesn't Pablo right. have uh, 
actually, isn't it like a number of the kind of prog R and B records that we've talked about has this oh, yeah. structure where there's kind of a a, th- a motif that keeps being being returned to uh, the poem into Pimp a Butterfly, mm-hmm. God knows what in in Kanye's recent work, like um, in the Frank Ocean. There's there's like an instrumental motif that's all under all the spoken word. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, so is Solid State a prog R and B album? <laughs> Uh, it's a qualified yes. It's it's Prague. <laughs> you know? um, there are yeah. hey, there are rhythm and blues. Okay, <laughs> there are rhythms and blues. Um, I you know the the idea and and like the idea honestly of sort of alienation. You know, if Frankie Cosmos is or 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 Shamir is talking about alienation. Uh, you know, and kind of a mediated right, like uh, a mediated. Um, uh, experience of life, right? Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. uh, it, it doesn't become less profound because it's a, a former computer programmer talking, uh, right. talking about it. Like, I, you know, I feel like I have to stick up for the ability of former computer programmers no, no, no. to break yeah. into the indie singer songwriter space when they're pushing 40. I'm just saying well, <laughs> that's a thing that I'm concerned with being a possibility in life. No, no, I don't. We, we've talked about what is the album that really is the album that we, is meant for us to relate to. And at least for one of us, it might be this one. <laughs> I'm just um, saying, I, you know, that like with big life changes on the horizon, you know, a, a computer programmer can turn to indie singer songwriting and uh, it can, be, you know, release maybe a, a cover of a song from back in his adolescence. And, I'm, you know, I'm just saying. Just saying that these things are uh, these things are possible, and Jonathan Colton did it about ten years ago, and he's about ten years older than us. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you so, know, like, so it, it, it is our time. So, wait, so speaking of of being a computer programmer, and and um, Jonathan Colton having been a computer programmer, you occasionally programming the occasional computer yourself. Um, I mean, beyond the, you know, um, the service level things, I mean, what about kind of um, working with technology, uh, working with um, coding um, informs elements of this album? And and I, I think there are probably some obvious ones, but I'd love to kind of dig into what are some of the potentially less obvious ones um, that, that jumped out at you as you listen to this. Um, Cause I think it is an interesting um, perspective. I mean, a lot of it with Colton is cultural. Like the idea mm-hmm. that the, mm-hmm. like in the, one of his famous songs was, was re re your brains right yeah. from thing a week, which is a, uh, which is a, like a zombie. It's a genre fiction thing, right? It's a horror fiction. It's, it's uh, a zombie invasion, but the zombies talk in kind of anodyne corporate corporate speak, right? Like, uh, you know, Hey, I guess we'll have to table this for now. Um, and you know, and stuff like this, like, uh, so the, the, uh, that a lot of it is cultural in terms of that, but like in like, uh, the, Robots.txt, for example, yeah. is, a, is an yeah. album, uh, is a song on this album, is an album on this song. And, uh, it, robots.txt is a, uh, is a file. It's a format for specifying whether Google and other search engines can crawl, should crawl and index certain areas of your site. So, like, you don't want them to do the administration areas, uh, for example. And so, though, you use the robots.txt format to, uh, to exclude them. And if you go to overthinking.com slash robots, 
robots.txt, you'll find a file there that, you know, um, that does this, that, that is the, the, uh, the sort of set of instructions. Like that's a specific reference that like it works. I mean, I feel like it's computery cause it has dot text and like robots, everyone knows what that is. So it's, you know, it's general enough that it works as a kind of technological, technological reference. But like, if you know, you know, um, if you know, uh, if you know what it is now, I, I haven't exactly puzzled out what it has to do with the uh, <laughs> the lyrics of the song, but the idea that like this is a, I think the important thing is that this is a format in which the humans talk to the machines, right? And in the in an album where one of the overriding concerns is a kind of blurring between people relating to people like machines and people relating to machines like people, you know that uh, uh, that the idea of like robots.txt being being the kind of one place currently where there's an interface between um human wishes and uh you know machine behavior automated behavior uh is you know thematically relevant to to the album at least I mean, I think it's also thinking about some of these lyrics, um, you know, uh, it's uh, in the chorus, shapes on shapes, waste of time, pointless points along the line, head down, straight on, you'll be fine, right? And then later on in the second verse, do your best, ignore the mess, you leave it rough, um, you know, once you've got to go to ground anyway, another day, um, and well, sorry, once you know you've got to go to ground anyway, another day, and there's like a little bit of like, it, that, that that there is this you know and and uh it, it's it's kind of a little bit like not getting involved right that there's a social or a internal robots.txt that is um about kind of excluding certain kinds of behavior or thought right um and it's about i mean here it actually seems uh in, in this to be Right. Um, you know, in this kind of head down straight on and do your best, ignore the mess is actually kind of not kind of becoming activated when when sensing something wrong. Right. Is how I'm I'm reading it. Um, is there is there a little bit of a um, um, like not, you know, not rebelling and not kind of waking up? Um, and it's interesting because um, you know the, the 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 opening song on the album is about is 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 waking up, and I think there is as much as there is a concept or um, a loose kind of arc that is about kind of um, there are there are themes here that are a little bit about kind of rebellion or kind of um, you know becoming unnumb um, in a world where there's a lot of kind of control uh and and um and kind of a lack of engagement and spark and so this is so i think robots.txt is a little bit about i mean i guess in that way i guess the so i actually think it may be a flip weirdly is that the thing the weirdly the bot that is being kind of (laughs) programmed is being programmed is human consciousness right um and it's like no 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 like like just just carry on it is like keep keep calm carry on and love your robot overlords right (laughs) (laughs) well uh, i mean let's talk about pictures of cats a little bit because this was a song that that to me um uh, you know because it's in a uh 
it's in a triple meter. It's in twelve eight, right? And like you don't hear a ton of of things in compound meters in on pop songs. It tends to be like four four, but it's that like that waltz time, like one two three two two three three two three. I am looking at pictures of cats. Um, the uh, <laughs> uh, you know the it stuck out to me sonically and also because it's a it's a ballad at that at this this point on on the record. Um, when I listened through to the to the lyrics to me it was about uh it's about like the trump election right like uh all at once or you know and 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 like by con it's general enough that it's um that it's about any sort of uh social media outrage event sort of thing right like uh Mm -hmm. all the lyrics all at once it fills up my feed more bad news that i didn't need i can't stop reading but wish that i didn't know right this so this is from the point of view of a person who is getting the news from a machine right like from an automated algorithm that uh to a certain extent force feeds you right you're you are the you are the like the foie gras in this the, the mental foie gras in the, you know what i mean in this like force feeding operation um that then it's it uh switches to a bit of of uh social analysis right like still too soon there's not much to say they don't know but talk anyway referring to like talking heads commentators pundits uh all of the pieces and none of the places they go, which is actually a really good line, right? Like that's, that's a, a good sort of metaphorical line of mm, like mm. sort of the stuff, you know, getting news piecemeal, uh, from different, different posts and updates and live blogs and, and, you know, one minute videos, right? It's like, uh, it's like having a puzzle, um, where you where you have all the pieces kind of disorganized spread out on the table and you can look at them but you can't really fit the puzzle together the 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 sense of kind of greater meaning or greater significance uh eludes you um so i am looking at pictures of cats uh i'm looking at pictures of cats and like the interesting thing to me here is that the machine is both um the the agent of uh mm. The the kind of the agent of discomfort and also the agent of soothing, you know, that yeah. that like the 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 machine upsets you by telling you about the world and the machine soothes you by uh, giving you sort of soothing imaging, uh, soothing imagery to uh, to look at. You know, although I like to believe that he has just like a a hard copy book of of cats. <laughs> <laughs> I I know that's not what is being implied. Your reading is correct, but I like the idea of like I need to I need to turn off my I need to put down my phone. Oh, yeah. walk over walk over to my bookshelf to the coffee of, to the coffee table where the there's a like twenty four yeah. inch by twenty four inch you know fade on you know, you know what I mean like <laughs> uh, uh, like like it's like a helmet newton like book <laughs> of, of cat photographs <laughs> right um yeah that's not what this is but it's but it is an it is an interesting i mean it is a it is a nice thought right that like uh, as just an aside uh i actually uh, in my house have have a book it's not exa- i mean it's not a coffee table book but it's a book that you could put on a coffee table called just puppies uh and it is exactly what is on the tin uh it is just puppies <laughs> Uh, and and everything it is a book length exploration of everything that is great about puppies. And you know, I think you know this is there's a lesson um, is that I should you know we should all um, sometimes all we need is just puppies <laughs> or cats. Um, but no, I think that you are 
I mean, I think it's interesting because, you know, it's it's interesting how the cats here are are soothing because like there is, I mean, it's an interesting kind of thing where when I first thought of it, especially in kind of context of robots.txt, I kind of thought of like, well, cats are the opiates of the masses, right? Um, but the thing about opiates um, is that like, like sometimes they are prescribed um and and they uh and they and they uh, treat pain uh and they help to manage pain and so yes um you know the phrase of opiates of the masses you know as it's used in uh, marx described religion is about something that kind of um you know certain amounts of pain or discomfort um are productive to revolutionaries productive to social change um because they they spark um social action they spark um um revolt uh, and and uh, and protest, um, but there are certain kinds of pain that are not productive. They're just painful, <laughs> um, and there is uh, and and as a result, uh, there is something. That all that you can do is is soothe, right? That that, and I think that this is uh, you know very interesting because I think that there is. It's long believed that. You know that there's a civic duty uh, and a moral virtue in being informed, right? And and I think that what is really astute about this song is that that belief it has it is paired with like algorithms to then take advantage of us because we are we are just riled up uh, in and and our think that we are being productive we're being good citizens was well, like well i you know i know this news is making me feel bad and it's not necessarily making me more likely to take social action um but it's my, but but people who take so, uh, social action are well are informed read the news so i'm i must be be reading this for uh, reading the news from this um robotic foie gras funnel right um and idiots look at cat pictures and i think this is like no like you know like everything you know everything is kind of nonsensical and and the pieces don't picture uh, fit together so i'm going to look at these pictures of cats because that may that may be what gives me the strength or inspiration um to to do something right yeah. or or, yeah. Well, the, I mean, it's it's actually the th- the things that you're saying are addressed by the song in the in the second half. So let's push on, right? right? Like in uh, uh, the bridge, too close. So I'm pretending I'm far, far away. Right now, I didn't want to be useless today. And that's yeah. another that's another yeah. really great line because like the 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 sort of drive to be industrious, not just yeah. because of a sort of pure Puritan work ethic, but because of a a sort of a normative drive to sort of be useful and be helpful uh, to to yourself, to your family, to your society. Right? Like I didn't I didn't want to be uh, I I didn't want to be useless today. Um, is is like what what you're talking about? There's a virtue in in being informed. There's a virtue in in sort of uh, uh, like uh being being able to respond you know in a in a useful way um the 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 insidious thing right about sort of algorithmic news feeds about sort of algorithmically generated information presentation is that um it can hijack a lot of processes which are uh 
you know, evolved to be useful processes, right? Like, um, sense of, a, a sense of urgency in terms of like responding to an emergency or something like that, right. or, or right. certain kinds of like behavioral psychology things, uh, in terms of, of, uh, training us to kind of want more or to like get a little dopamine hit from, from, you know, knowing, uh, uh, knowing what the feeling a little tiny bit of control, uh, over the world by, by understanding, um, understanding a piece of it. And right. And like that, that little dopamine hit is part of the, is part of the survival process, right? Like is part yeah. of the, the learning process. And you, you're supposed to get it when you do things that are adaptive or that are that, you know, further your, further your interests and, and the sort of engineering of that to further someone else's interests, to keep you looking, to show you advertisements, to make you click things like that, um, is, is particularly insidious. And a lot of advice that has to do with dealing with, um, human scale distraction doesn't obtain when it's, when it's dealing with, uh, algorithmic scale, um, uh, distraction. So the, the song continues, find your feet, which is a, like a mindfulness exercise, right? right. Like right. bend at the knees, which is like, okay, get up and do some stretching, be physical, uh, hold your breath, which is like self hypnosis or visualization or something like that. These things come in threes, which is, uh, a, a, a kind of like folk narrativization of random events. Um, <laughs> and it's also a mention of the, uh, of the meter of the song as well. Oh, right? damn. <laughs> right. Snap. The, yeah. The, it's good. And like the, it gives it kind of a lullaby. Right. So it's, it is both like it's both write a waltz, uh, a waltzy uh, lullaby, and also like be aware that these are patterns, right? Or understand that like understand and break the narrativization. But right. go on. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like the the waltziness to me, like and and the slow tempo. I think also like gives it a lullaby, gives it a lullaby feel, which I think is appropriate to the song of like kind of lulling yourself, like lullabying yourself and and soothing yourself. Uh, Try me tomorrow today has been laying me low, um, you know, which is like, you know, sleep, you know, is ultimately like a, a kind of a kind of uh, anesthetic is the only is the only possibility. So I'm looking at pictures of cats. I'm looking at pictures of cats. I'm looking at pictures of pictures of cats. And it, it sort of, you know, repeat and fade like the the um, uh, it's a it's a pretty good portrait you know what i mean of a of a particular phenomenon and a, and a particular point in time um and and a, a, again a kind of mismatch at the interface between the 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 sort of machine experience and the human experience and why um you know uh and why it's particularly toxic when the two are mixed you know, I think another one that addresses this um, is is don't feed the trolls, right? Yeah, and that's a that's a little more on the human side of that, um, but is uh, is is absolutely there uh, on on these themes. Um, and uh, there there's a lot of good things there. I mean, I think one um, couplet um, that uh, sticks out, and I think it's one that uh, you know, I think. I think going back to the kind of indie brand thing of, you know, I think a really interesting thing about Colton is that he has a very good sense of when he's struck gold, right? And when he has an idea that, that will catch on uh, and that will look good on a t-shirt uh, or, or elsewhere. Right. And the, the line in uh, don't feed the trolls of dance, like they're watching you cause they're what, cause they are watching you yeah. uh, is, is definitely on a t-shirt that you can buy. Um, and, and I think is in some of the album uh, in, in some of 
the album art as well. Yeah, it's on the um, vinyl. It's on the back of the vinyl jacket. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and there's some other really great lines uh, on this album um, and, and and on this song that are that are again both funny and smart. Right. The um, I. I uh, I appreciate the outrage. So in the second verse, I appreciate the outrage. I did the best I could. We've thought about your think piece. I don't think it's very good. And anyway, I didn't read it. Right. Who writes this stuff? Because it makes no sense. Uh, I just checked my privilege, and it looks fine to me. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've definitely had that conversation. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, this, I mean, this is like, yeah, but this is like a thing, you know, I don't know, you and I do things that have comments on the internet. And, and one of the great things about having a podcast on, on overthinking it is that the comments are typically fantastic and the discussions are typically fantastic. Uh, But, you know, from time to time, someone feels like venting a little spleen at us. And like, aside from the, the, just the personal way uh, in which it's, it's uh, difficult, like, cause you know, you want people to like you and not to not like you and when they don't like you you wish they would engage constructively instead of being dicks but uh like it's very hard but beyond that it's very hard not to respond in kind and like i really get i i really love the uh the almost like the fantasy response of like uh we've thought about your think piece i don't think it's any good you know right. like <laughs> uh you know thing <laughs> it's like uh well thank you for your input fucker yeah, right yeah, yeah. like that's you know which is uh a nice thing you know to imagine being able to say to someone who doesn't appreciate you um on on the internet now th- this song is structured around like a children's game a children's rhyme right like right uh, Lu- uh lucy had a t- talk about the talk about had a bell well i i guess i know a slightly different version my my oral tradition was slightly different than than the one that that colton uses here um right uh this is um I don't know. This is, uh, uh, I don't know what I, I don't know what, what this adds here. I mean, does the, does the, uh, uh, does the, the structure, cause each verse starts with, uh, with a couple of, of, of lines. And I guess it creates an expectation that's then, um, that's then thwarted, uh, you know, I don't know the, the, um, like well i think that i mean each of these gets ruptured right like you say so it's that there's the um the rhyme uh and so and, and it's like the, there's a ba- the base reality are these are these traditions um and and rhymes that that often have i mean i guess i mean i guess we can return to what what role these kinds of nursery rhymes do, but that they're all getting fractured by the ability to be like <laughs> i mean i think the idea of this is these are things that are kind of these verbal games and mental games and, and rituals. Um, and they're not meant to be like actually like rated and, and consumed and trolled. Right. So that these are things that are kind of little pieces of, uh, of oral tradition that have a role, um, but also like maybe flawed may have problems. Right. And so that I think that I see this here of this, like kind of, you know, Lucy has steamboat, the steamboat had a bell, Lucy went to heaven, but she still felt like heaven. So she gave it two stars. Wet, worst place ever. <laughs> um, and right, so this idea of like it's it's kind of taking these, or I guess it's that it's taking 
in these things, um, these kinds of characters, these traditions. Um, and once you make them self-aware, once you put them, make them self-aware within our kind of hyper-connected, hyper-hot-take economy, then everyone's miserable, right? Even these kinds of one-dimensional, um, you know, kind of, you know, parables or nursery rhyme characters um, also are are unhappy uh, and 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 unleashing their hot takes. I don't know. That's one quick take on what this is kind of doing. Did as uh, as anything else kind of rattled rattled loose for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that's something like. Uh, like the the Miss Lucy rhyme that I learned was always like you were always about to swear or say something slightly risque, right? And then it goes out like Miss Lucy had a tugboat, the tugboat had a bell, Miss Lucy went to heaven, the tugboat went to hello operator, please give me number oh, nine. Okay. And if you disconnect uh-huh. me, I'll chop off your behind the refrigerator. There was a piece of glass. Miss Lucy uh, sat upon it and it went her right up her. Ask me no more questions. I'll tell you no more lies. The but right, like, and there's there's a it's a way of mm. It's a, as like a schoolyard rhyme. It's it's sort of a way of pushing boundaries. It's a way of kind of flirting with antisocial behavior a little bit, or flirting with rule breaking. You know, it's also and it's also though kind of at the same time a closed system, right? It's kind of a song that never yeah, ends, right? Um, because that because once you get close to the boundary, um, then it self corrects and is this kind of um Mobius Mobius strip of appropriateness. Yeah, right? I mean, close to the boundary is a good way of of describing it right because it's sort of uh this is what the this is what the song is about a little bit like when when you get you know i don't know close to the boundary of of experience or right sort of self-correcting or like uh correcting others or something like that i'm 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 put in mind Mm -hmm. of that like i think it's an xkcd cartoon that's that's like uh when are you going to come to bed i can't go to bed someone is wrong on the internet you know (laughs) and that like uh you know that that is is, that that is the sort of uh, there's a there's a kind of self-correcting and then there's an other uh there's an other correcting and it works when um, uh, I don't know. It works when everyone is playing the same game, and you know, part of the part of the problem with trolls, or part of the problem with shitty comments on the internet, is that the the game being played by the trolls is ulterior to the game that that is being played by the the original uh, the original creator. And by the way, this is something that that Jonathan Colton must know a whole hell of a lot yeah. about because you know he lives and dies on the internet, right? And that like. Yeah. You know, though, though, though he has a, yeah, he has sort of made friends with the, the troll community, right? Like that is always the uneasiest of pieces, you know, peace, but you know, the, the, the Pax, the Pax Trollia, you know, the Pax, Pax Forchania is always just ready to be, uh, uh, ruptured. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, it, that's that's very very interesting. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I do like how the uh, you know in in the third chorus, right? You, there's even a um, bro, come on, bro, don't tase me, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Um, Which again is like you know that's that's a it's a misreading of discourse, right? Like you right. that that guy at the you know the student right who was who was talking at the microphone at the thing, you know, thought he was playing a game called like you know comment <laughs> you know right. and and it turns he, he, he was uh uh and he was playing uh he was playing a, a different sort of a, a different sort of game um 
yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, and th- this is uh, this is something that sort of happens happens throughout throughout the album where there are sort of incompatible assumptions or or uh, incompatible um, um, sets of imperatives, right? For, roughly speaking, the sort of the the human and the and the robotic, or the human and the the mechanical. Um, well, yeah. and, and that though that strikes me as something that actually. Um, circling back to a question that I asked you actually fits very much with a programmer's perspective, right? That there's lots that has to do with um, compatibility within a line of code or within a set of, of commands or at a kind of, you know, at different levels of um, abstraction or, or analysis um, between different whether it's languages or systems or programs, you know, certain kinds of interoperability, right? Um, and that, and so I think that that kind of, and I feel like having an eye to that and to kind of um, a, pra- you know, a practice of debugging, right? That things, one of the ways things can break down, and I know this only a bit from kind of programming statistical languages and, and statistical software languages, um, and I, I do very loose bits of programming, but right, that, you know, that, that especially if you are kind of switching from one to the other um, or, or trying to make things work together, um, you can have, um, you know, even a small little bracket or line or or um, or command or capitalization can um, fuck everything up, and then you have to go ba- about doing a pro- uh, process of debugging, right? And I think that that kind of practice um, is here in this album, right? And, and I think we talked about that a little bit in Pictures of Cat of these kinds of you know these. Whether it's this, kind yeah, of they're sort of self-correcting. Yeah, they're self-correcting yeah. moves or correcting. They're sort of redirections or corrections, right? Yeah. Whether it's pictures of cats or whether it's like a, a comment, even a shitty one, as a kind of correction of something that's going wrong yeah. uh, in life. Like you know, or if it's in solid state, where it's like you know, yes, the the yeah. the technology has all kinds of problems, but it's better than solid state, right? Like it's advances in technology uh, by and large bring more benefit than than cost or at least that's the the claim that's made by the song i think it's at least a little bit ironic in that in that context um but but that like yeah there's this there's this sense of iteration uh or this sense of 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 self-correction right that that pervades the the sequence of the album See, I'm debugging the man in the mirror, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Uh, So, right? Because it is like that, right? It's um, uh, to go to the the famous Michael Jackson song, right? Um, If you want to make a world a better place, uh, take a look at yourself and make a change. And here, though, the self is this you know, is, is, is highly mediated with technology. And so the practice of that kind of reflection and self-correction is going to both have the tools, um, of engaging with technology and is going to involve renegotiation, renegotiating that relationship with technology. And I think what's really cool is that that both works in this kind of dystopian world and there's elements of kind of plot, um, and are kind of moments of a story that are, um, um, stretched out. And I think they get fleshed out more in the, um, the graphic novel, but then it's something that kind of works at this much more kind of metaphorical level of thinking about and re and being kind of reflective and aware um, and intentional about um, your engagement with technology and with others via technology and with others in the shadow of technology. Um, and I think that that is, again, that's, um, that's, that's a heck of a thing. Right. And so that, you know, this is um, so this is like, 
this is novelty music in that these are novel ideas. The, the novels are the, the ideas are novel, right? right? Uh, and that um, and they're not entirely. I mean, they're, they're 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 again, there are a billion think pieces on these kinds of things. Um, but I think that um, what is cool about this is that through by accessing some of this through music, through pop songwriting, through genre, through illusion, um, that that kind of right that 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 it is kind of transcending some of the kind of um, the echo chamber um, and some of the the uh, the, the the flame war co- comment threads. Um, it is producing a possible site for um, you know productive productive discourse or productive um, self engagement, and that's you know that's what great art does. You know that's what great uh, music does. Um, and so I, I I started as a troll, um, and I I end up just as a as, as someone looking at pictures of cats. Wow, you well and, we've we've untrolled you we and that's uh we've so so would you say that that jonathan colton is an indie singer songwriter um i would say that this is an album that i enjoy listening to <laughs> uh, and i think that why why put it in a box um and um and and because i think you know um in this era of the return of big indie um i why would i da- damn him with that faint of praise fair enough um, uh so uh well let's let us uh at this point the conversation can only but continue in the many different um comments and threads uh and that there are a lot of people a lot of places to do that one of the best ones is on the show notes at overthinkingit.com which is our home on the web um but we are also on twitter um uh, tft podcast uh we're also on um on facebook theory for turntables um and hey if you're new to us um you can subscribe to the podcast uh in itunes or your other podcast app um you know like plug into some more algorithms and let us be p- one of the many things uh, uh, one of the many food sources that is foie gras down your throat, uh, <laughs> as as your as your liver of of self and your desires becomes fattier and fattier, uh, and so uh, until the time at which your pop culture liver is uh, harnessed, uh, har- uh, harvested and spread on a nicely toasted baguette, uh, we will be here uh, week after week uh, talking about new albums, uh, new indie albums, new pop albums, maybe some novelty albums um but whatever kind of album we uh, land at just know that we will keep it real